Hi there. My name is Sky Nicholson and I am on the worship associate team. Um, I pulled, scraped myself up off the couch floor. I don't know. I don't know which one I was on to be here today. I don't have much to say to you, but I wanted to share some opening words that I, um, come from this book, Clarity and Connection by Young Pueblo. Meet those you encounter with genuine compassion. Live with intentional gentleness. Cultivate peace with your hands and words. Be generous with your kindness. Allow others to share in the bounty of a heart that dedicates itself to goodwill. These are marvels of the human spirit, actions that are most easily taken by healed hearts. Not only do these ways of being help our minds settle into inner peace, but they create safer spaces in a world that is always moving in and out of turmoil. To bring such goodness into the world will benefit many and bring its own countless rewards. So go ahead and have a seat. First, I wanna tell you, I have a friend. Some of you may have heard you might get to meet a new friend today. Not Wilbur. Their, their name is actually Jet Pig. And I'm going to tell you a little bit more about that in a second. Um, and it's it's kind of a, an acronym, which is something that helps us remember things that we really want to remember, but sometimes might be hard to recall. So before we meet and help our friend Jet Pig out, I thought we'd talk a little bit. Sometimes if you maybe are with your friends or colleagues and they go, you're a uni what A Unitarian Universalist. That's a lot. It's a big thing to say, isn't it? It's a whole mouthful. And then sometimes they go, well, what do you believe? And you're like, okay, there's a whole big spectrum here. Um, and so one of the easy things I say sometimes is we're, we don't have a doctrine or a creed, but we have a covenant. And then they're intrigued. Hmm, covenant. Does anybody know what a covenant is? Okay. I do have a ringer up here if you would like to participate. Okay. What's a covenant, Reverend Nick? It's like promises we make to each other, maybe. Yeah, exactly. Now, do we always want to keep our promises? Yes. Do we sometimes mess up and our promises aren't honored? Yes. And does that mean we're terrible people? No. It means we go, hmm, how can I do better? How can I live into that promise? What do I need to do? Well, we have had principles for a really, really long time. Longer than Reverend Nick has been on the earth, actually. That's quite a while, isn't it? He's young, but that's still quite a while. And times have changed and times are changing. And all of us in this room are learning and growing. And when we're learning and growing, we come to communities like this and they help us live into our promises. Well, now we've been talking about shifting from principles into values. And what I've heard from a lot of people, oh, I'm really worried I'm not going to remember that. I'm worried I'm going to forget. And I thought this might be a really helpful way to explain the proposed values to everybody 
and also help us to remember with the help of a cute friend, a la JetPig. So each of those letters stand for something. And I've been calling them with gender neutral pronouns, they, them are their pronouns, and they have a cool little backpack. And you see where the idea jet might come from. The little backpack. Backpacks are great because what do we put in them? Not just stuff. What kind of stuff? Important stuff. School stuff, things you need to learn and grow, right? And to help remember so that you have the right supplies when you need them. Okay. So some friends from our UCAN, um, our Courageous Action Group, are going to help us. But first, do you see this little clear pocket? Can everybody see the little clear pocket? Ooh, I think there is something in the wonder box that we could put in the front that would really help us remember. What is it? What is it? A heart heart. A heart and a heart that has the word love on it because love is at the center of everything we do. And when we talk about love, we're not talking about the kissy, huggy type of love that makes us feel better when we have scraped knees and boo-boos, right? Or that we have in our family, but really big love that we can build and build and build on, and that can transform the world into the place we want it to be. And so when we're saying love at the center, you know, love is not a finite resource. It's not like pizza. We don't run out of slices to give out, right? The more we love, the more we grow, the more love we have to give. And love can hold us together. And it's at the center of these values. So I think you're going to hear from a lot of these people later today, but I thought I'd set us up a little bit. Um, Dick, I think you work with Green Sanctuary and you have something good for us. Oh, can someone get this from Dick? Let's see. What is that? An earth? And this makes us think about interdependence, how we're all connected, how we have to restore our relationships with the earth, how we have to protect it together and care for it and be good stewards of it. So the covenant we make is to make it sustainable and to um, repair any harm and to prevent further damage. Do we agree to that? Thumbs up? All right. Our next one, I think Reverend Nick ha has. And Reverend Nick, what do you have? A bridge. You want to put that in there for Jed? And bridges are great because they help us to connect to one another. And that makes me think, and the reason I had Reverend Nick do that one is he himself is a bridge builder. And I think a lot of us in this room are bridge builders. And pluralism, because we have very open minds, don't we? That there are many ways to um, be sacred beings and to think about how we all might believe different things, but we can all appreciate and respect each other's beliefs. And so we covenant to learn from one another. Does that sound good? All right. Our next person, oh, Cynthia, I think is going to talk more later about justice, but I think she has a really helpful thing. What do you have, Cynthia? Justice happens. Vote. Ooh, does everybody have a voice? And we have democratic process. 
And well, hopefully you have democratic process. Sometimes, you know, there might be, you know, rules and you don't have a choice, but like at home or for safety, but you have right to say, I need my voice heard. My voice matters. Their voice matters. Their voice matters. And I'm going to make sure that everyone's voice has an opportunity to be heard. So a voter registration card, which will be here before you know it, believe it or not. I think Kate has something helpful for us to think about how we adapt to the changing world and how we covenant to transform. Oh, let me make sure everyone can see it. What do we have? Butterfly. That transformation is a really delicate process, right? We have to be tender. It's kind of sometimes a little messy, right? As we transform. And so we covenant to grow spiritually and ethically and that we're never complete and we're never perfect. All right. I think we're going to hear more from Patty Wade later, but we've got Sunny who also helps with the youth at Hot Meals. Oh, what do you have, Sunny? Oh, snacks are always needed to kind of keep fueling you in addition to the love. So generosity. We cultivate a spirit of gratitude and hope. And as I said, sometimes with our hot meals groups, our outreach that we do in the community, we covenant to share our faith and our resources, and that allows us to be in good relationships with each other. Um, let's see, there's one more. Equity. That's a really big word. Does anybody know what equity means? Okay, I think Kate might be able to help us out. Kate, do you have something? Oh, Holly's got something great. Oh, it's a coin purse in case people didn't see. What goes in there? Money. Money is important. But money is not the only resource we have. Sometimes we share our buildings. Sometimes we share our skills, our expertise. But money is also important. And everybody has that right to grow, to flourish, to be who they can be. And they have inherent worth and dignity. And we have to use our time, our wisdom, our attention, and our money to build accessible. Does anybody know what that means? Accessible? Yeah. You can participate. Like we have a ramp. Here, if someone wants to be able to participate in leading worship and needs that ramp, we've made it accessible, making sure it's inclusive. So when we think about those things together, I think our friend Jet Pig is very well empowered. You want to help? Let's see. It's a two-person job. <laughs> Powered by love, our friend Jet Pig is ready to go out into the world with everything they need. And I'll invite you to after service is over and after you hear from our amazing speakers today, there's a bulletin board out there with hearts taped all around the edge. And if you think about the ways that you can engage with justice, equity, transformation, pluralism, interdependence, or generosity by being centered in love, write them on the board and put them up there. 
And that way we all might find way, new ways to live into our shared values. And we'll sing our kids out to their classes while you all stay and worship. Perfect. Hi, um, Kathy Caldy again. So um, I wanted to give a little history, then current and then future look. Um, I'm chair of global action. And when I joined UUCCI in the 90s, a longtime member advised me to not tell anyone at work, BCSE, that I was a Unitarian Universalist, as it would not be well received. So a few years later, when staff knew that I was a good person, you know, this was a little confusing for them. So the principal asked me about our church. I told her that there are all faiths and people, agnostics, Christians, pagans, Buddhists, atheists, uh, Baha'i, Native Americans, and others. Her first question was, don't you fight? I replied, no, we listen to each other and learn. Um, so now fast forward 10 years, and I've been social responsibility chair for a while with the support of Liz Nolan Graven, my social action inspiration. Liz is awesome, as you all know. A Columbus resident asked what church I attended. So with a bit of apprehension, I said the Unitarian Universalist congregation. Her response was, isn't that the church that does good works? Huh. Well, I was surprised and proud to be a UU. People in the community that had a non-conventional project or program needing support or funds would present at our meetings knowing that UUCCI supported courageous action. From a walk through time exhibit about evolution displayed at IUPUC to the Gay Straight Alliance, starting the Polydor Walk for Literacy um, in Haiti, supporting Planned Parenthood and the Frank and Caroline Souza Fund for Undocumented Workers, UUCCI took a stand provided visibility and money for groups and projects that were not always viewed in a positive light here in conservative Southern Indiana. Um, back then the social responsibility committee was the umbrella for um, social action at the church. The group looked at local, state, national, and global issues. We considered UUCCI areas like Green Sanctuary, welcoming congregation, and community needs, along with humanitarian and social justice issues, to address the varied interest and concerns of our congregation. Seeing that Columbus didn't have a Friday hot meal site, Liz and I started one in collaboration with First Prez. Many congregants have been involved in this endeavor over the years, so UUCCI should be proud of its social action, its courageous action. In 2017, we're getting a little closer now, Interim Minister Mary Moore asked me to break social responsibility into teams to increase the visibility and the participation, thus creating community outreach, welcoming courageous uh, slash courageous action, Green Sanctuary, Global Action slash UUSC, and Hot Meal Sites. This definitely increased the involvement in social action. So now, on to Global Action UUSC currently. Global Action supports the Katali Children's Home in Kenya, 
We have supplied bedding, mosquito nets, fruit trees and fencing, a solar water pump, seeds for crops, facility upgrades and educational assistance, and many other things. Pastor Kimawachi has many needs to provide for the children in his care. Kiva microloans for entrepreneurs in third world countries allow many to have a better life. And we have given funds to over a dozen individuals. Supporting the Powder Walk Run Adult Literacy in Haiti has been a part of our social action too. The UU Service Committee is a voice for human rights and social justice, working with grassroots organizations who resist oppression and violence against marginalized communities. Displacement due to climate change and people who are forced to migrate. One of its main functions is guests at your table, which some of you have taken home the boxes um, or collection envelopes. They do this through Thanksgiving and Christmas holidays um, and then have stories of hope to try to teach us and our children um, more about it. So if you have a chance and you've taken one of these or want to give, please try to turn it in by the end of the month. Um, and now into the future, it's my last part. So I would like to see continued support of our current programs. That would be fantastic. New and creative fundraising ideas and a biannual super salad uh, Sunday for Katali. New Kiva loans and a multi-generational team to walk for Polidor over the holiday weekend. It's kind of strange. It falls right during, you know, Halloween. Um, and these are some goals. A UUSC Service Sunday on their Human Rights Global Action um, initiatives is a possibility. A far-off dream of mine, um, since Nick came, this has been something that I would love to do, um, is for UUCCI to become a UU partner church with a UU congregation in Transylvania. Um, that would create shared cultural understanding, shared ideas and it would form lasting relationships. I just, it would be kind of cool and um, interesting. Do you have ideas for global action, UUSC? We need new members who are interested in acting globally, dealing with displacement due to climate change, migrants and vi violence to marginalized communities here and abroad, along with all the different um, possibilities that are out there. Let's talk. Thank you. The expression courageous action might feel a little scary to some here. I'm Cynthia Scott, a member of the UUCCI racial justice team. I have been experiencing a small level of courage within the sphere of racial justice action. My story might give you the courage and incentive to take similar actions. First, know that I'm not talking about risking life and limb. Maybe at some point in the future that will become a factor, but for myself over the past few years, I have not experienced fear of physical harm. I consider all my involvement to have been a series of baby steps taken in the form of education and attending organization events. It all happened in two phases of my life as, as circumstances permitted. Phase one was education, 
My formal education at IUPUC covered many race and bigotry topics via the literary, literary canon, which now includes important Black authors. A course in anthropology explained Darwinian evolution and race as a social construct. A course in Indiana history included the Great Migration and the subject of lynching. Academic education took me from vague liberal leanings to specific facts and theories, thus exposing me to more meaningful perspectives. Phase two, for me anyway, is volunteering. Last year, I began volunteering to help with social justice activities. I'm a member of the Bartholomew County NAACP and serve on their education committee. This committee plans and promotes events for black and black biracial middle and high school students and their families. We offer scholarships, school supplies, field trips to universities, information about education assistance, and social activities to promote a sense of belonging and connection. Also last year, I joined the UUCCI racial justice team. Some of you may remember that UU members participated in city hall rallies a few years ago, such as the one supporting DACA students. In the past decade, the racial justice team has promoted reading and discussion of key books about race topics such as white supremacy, white fragility, and the new Jim Crow. In October, we organized a walking tour of historic black neighborhoods in Indianapolis. Closer to home, two members faithfully volunteered their time as tutors at the Columbus Enrichment Program on Saturday mornings. More would be welcome. Currently, we are offering another thought-provoking educational experience Race, the Power of an Illusion, a three-part video documentary showing next Saturday, the 20th. There is still time to sign up for it today. Thus, my racial justice experience, which might also be yours, it centers education, awareness, and helping others. The racial justice team invites you to join us in taking small steps of courageous action like these towards making a more peaceful, harmonious, and just community here in Columbus, Indiana. Well, my name's Dick Boyce, and I'm the chairman of the Environmental Action Team. Uh, as Kathy pointed out, there was a point uh, where everything was under an umbrella, and then they split out uh, back in 2017, and at that point, we took the green sanctuary piece and focused it as just one thing. Uh, there's many individuals who've worked on this uh, over the years, and getting the green sanctuary initial certification was a significant milestone. But things have changed a lot since then. Uh, while the building that you're in right now was initially uh, designed to be climate friendly, uh, we've added a lot of different things to it over the years, and it is the only church in Bartholomew County that basically has the solar panels, and that augments uh, our electrical capabilities. When we look at the Green Sanctuary piece, we've done amazing things within our own congregation and the surrounding area, but the real push uh, for us 
uh, ha lately has been to try to go ahead and work to get a climate plan for the city of Columbus. It seems kind of unbelievable that the city with the number one uh, employer having uh, the focus of climate change as their, as their one key doesn't have a plan. And so we've worked with uh, a variety of different organizations, Cummins, the city, uh, CDP, which is a measuring organization, Heritage Fund, Energy Matters, IU, Landmark Columbus, uh, St. Bartholomew's, and Sierra Club to go ahead and try to get that. And in that uh, journey, uh, we actually got to the point where uh, we did get the city to go ahead and uh, submit to CDP to go ahead and have baseline data. But unfortunately, uh, they didn't fill in a lot of the blanks on the uh, on the report. And so consequently, uh, at that time, uh, they decided not to go forward uh, because the grade that they had received from CDP was not one that they wanted to publicize to the community. So we're working, uh, you know, to try to go ahead and get that again. Uh, we hosted a environmental Mother Earth concert here after COVID and by, uh, bringing in uh, Terry Hermitson, and we had Energy Matters, Winding Water, Sierra Club, Sycamore Land Trust, and a variety of other organizations giving updates at that point. The focus that we've had this year, I think, is exceedingly uh, interesting. Uh, we, uh, through the Energy Matters uh, organization, and four of us uh, within C uh, UUCCI serve on that board, submitted a solar for all project submission uh, for uh, $7.3 million uh, out of the $180 million that was solar for all for Indiana. We won't know the impact of that until late March or early April, but if that happens, uh, the United Way Center uh, and 320 uh, homeowners uh, within the East, uh, East Columbus and Lincoln family neighborhood would have the opportunity to go ahead and have reduced electric bills as a result of that. We are also working on Project 46, which is a project that is basically tying Bloomington, Nashville, and Columbus together to work uh, with programs that have been identified by IDEM, that's in Indiana Department of Energy Management, uh, to go ahead and work on that. And uh, hopefully, if we don't, if we could get both of those projects, then I think we would be assured to go ahead and make a major impact in the in the areas that we had identified when we went back and looked at uh, the climate justice segment uh, and and the the folks who really need help within Columbus. Within this within UUCCI, the youth has done a tremendous job uh, in terms of helping us with the green sanctuary effort. Uh, this year, they went ahead and collected uh, over 260 pounds of bottle caps and uh, and and the and the tops, you know, to go ahead and create a uh, a plastic bench, which is going to be uh, out outside, you know, for that period. They also have started 
working with native seeds, milkweed, et cetera, and then they add them to our pollinator park and everything uh, as soon as spring uh, starts. And in June, we host a week-long, all-day interfaith campus with 50 uh, children uh, from the community, and they have their opportunity to go ahead and learn about native plants. We have uh, uh, Donna Stanley helping give them an aspect from Muscatatuck, and then we also have folks coming from uh, the Utopia, Utopia Wildlife to go ahead and give them insight there. So uh, they, I, I think, generally speaking, uh, what we would really like to see is more individuals uh, working together with us to try to get the city movement with our movement of Columbus to now being a second-class city. The, the focus is not totally on the mayor to make this decision. We do have some help from the city council, and we may get movement. Thank you. Good morning. I'm Patty Wade, and I was I'm going to talk to you a little bit about hot meals. I thought I would start off just telling why I do hot meals. <clears throat> I really do believe in the power of food to nourish people and to bring people together. And hot meals just gives me an opportunity to be involved in that here in Columbus. Um, the people who work our members of our Hot Meals teams, when they prepare food, they prepare food as if they were preparing it for their own family. I feel like they use their family recipes. Marty might have some slides to show from, no. We have some slides somewhere. They might be out on the screen out there that show us, us serving food at the last meal that we served. And uh, there's one slide of Carol showing serving her chicken and noodles, and they're the best chicken and noodles you've ever had. I don't know if it's her family recipe or not, but people do serve food that they would serve, like I said, to their own family. So we do it with love, with care, um, and we're very attentive to the needs of our particular clients there, or guests there, the hot meals, people who come to eat are most, for the most part, people who do not have resources, cannot fix themselves healthy, fresh food, um, and don't really get that much of an opportunity to sit down as a group and eat with other people. So it provides that for all of them. And then for us who are preparing the food, and that's, you know, an enjoyable aspect too, working together with other people. So all around, it's a very, very rewarding um, opportunity to participate in and feel like you're bringing something to the community. And then, of course, kind of how Dick mentioned and Kathy too about our younger members, um, people often, um, high school kids and teens and young uh, UUs will come and help too. And not only, you know, does that feel like good for them, but the guests there really, really respond to being served by young people. They really appreciate it. And so that's another benefit of it. Um, now a little bit about the nuts and bolts of it. So we do it, we UUs are committed to nine Fridays a year and you actually the actual hours that you're there from four to six on the Friday evening when you're serving the food, you sometimes spend a few hours at home before making 
ham casserole or chicken and noodles or doing the shopping and you know so there's some time involved in it um and we do have teams that we've been broken up into to work on it but what we're thinking about doing for 2024 is having a list of all the people who are interested in volunteering and then letting you know like maybe three weeks or a month before the actual date and see if you're able to participate uh really we're going to try this route because we it's hard for a lot of people right now to say okay on december 9th i'll be able to do it and then come december 9th oh they can't do it so we're going to try just shorter notice on um volunteering um and then another thing i wanted to mention is the empty bowls um program that's fundraiser that's coming up because empty bowls actually supports all of the food pantries six food pantries in um the Bartholomew County area um so if you want to participate in that too they we need people to make soup make bread uh bake cookies do desserts help with the cleanup and um the setup for that so if that is something also that you'd like to do then what I'm going to do is I have a trusty little um sign up sheet I'm gonna be a, if you're interested in participating and haven't before just sign you know see me afterwards and I'll get your name and then I'll get your email um seems like there was one other thing I was thinking about saying but since I didn't don't have it I think we'll go with that <laughs> always leave them wanting more well that's our time for today no we're gonna just do a quick wrap up and um i want to share a little bit about what's after the service so um this term you can i can you can we can together is the theme of this service and you can is a newly founded support part of our this ongoing evolution that Kathy and so many have been a part of for decades. You can is the UU Courageous Action Network that tries to support things that are going on administratively and through leadership development and and coordination and be responsive to the emerging things that are coming uh, up in our community. And so you heard all these things these are on ramps right now right after service, you can be involved in. And there are things that are emerging here in 2024, not emerging like as an issue in society. These have been issues for a long time, but emerging as an expressed topic of interest and focus, possibly for us. Uh, last December, last month, we had a social justice survey that went out and about 30 people participated uh, in that uh, survey to talk about topic areas that you are passionate about, that you would want to help uh, participate in and lead. And we have uh, some data to show right now. So of the top, uh, of the, of the, I think there was like over a dozen different topics. You could mark more than one, of course. Um, the top three topics chosen out of the 30 respondents are the following. We have reproductive rights, 25 out of 30, gun violence, 21 out of 30, and democracy and demo the fragility of democracy, 21 out of 30. These were the highest uh, vote tallies, and possibly if you fill, filled out that, you 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 marked these. Perhaps you didn't. And uh, as a congregation, and as a uh, as you can, Courageous Action Network, we want to find ways to support our congregational involvement in these areas 
in addition to continuing to do the important work that is ongoing. So reproductive rights, gun violence, and democracy. These are three areas that obviously have some interchange uh, among them in regards to policy or lack thereof. And these are things that perhaps are very much on our mind as we go into an election year. So uh, in the uh, absence of time, we are going to hold on these conversations until we relubricate your caffeinated hearts or what is the term? I'm not sure. But we are going to um, come back, if you wish, if you have time during coffee hour, uh, after you get some coffee or something to come back in here, we're going to break into three groups. Okay, we're going to break into three groups, should you come back in, uh, to talk about reproductive rights in one group, gun violence and gun, gun uh, the elimination of gun violence, and democracy in the three groups, okay? Now, uh, you might struggle to figure out which group you want to go to, but you know what? It's great because you can't do it all. And the, the sooner we talk about, as Adrian said, always uh, something and never perfect, you know, always practicing, never perfect, something like that. That is what we need to work on together. So we are going to break up into those groups when we come back. And I really hope you will. Uh, we'll just make some small circles and talk a little bit uh, during our coffee hour. Uh, reproductive rights, gun violence, democracy at stake. Is anyone surprised possibly of any of these three being up there for you or for us? It is a joy to be in a congregation that is committed to courageous action that recognizes we are not perfect. We will continue to practice. We'll continue to transform within, among, and beyond our congregation knowing that yes, with one more step and one more act of love, we can and do make a difference in this world. May it be so, and amen.